Good morning. Welcome to the Cape League Roundup. This is Chris Lynch on the Cape League Roundup Podcast. This is episode, I believe, 13 of the show, and what a day we had. We had an enjoyable day off, which I hope everybody got to get around the Cape and do whatever they wanted and enjoy themselves. And yesterday, we had a full, complete day of really good pitching all across the league. That's really the thing that defined the games that went on all throughout the Cape Cod Baseball League action yesterday. So let's begin with our roundup, taking a look at the events of each of these games as uh, they happened in in chronological order. So we'll start with the Chatham versus Brewster matchup. There were two games that took place at Fields Without Lights, so we'll start with those. And we'll start with the game at Stony Brook Field, which ended up being a 3-1 to victory for the Brewster Whitecaps. It's a good win for a team looking to try and keep themselves in first place. They do that successfully. They do that with some really, really excellent, excellent pitching. The final is 3-1 to over the Chatham A's. The, um, the scoring happened for the Whitecaps. One run in the first, one run in the second, and one run in the third. And this was a case of opportunistic scoring, good chances. They actually got a run home on a balk by the Chatham starting pitcher Dylan Carmouche from Mississippi State, who struggled in his first inning. He threw three innings, gave up six hits, three runs, three earned. He walked one, he struck out four. He also had a balk in the game that brought home a run. Uh, Chris Lanzilli had an RBI base hit to bring home a run in the first. The balk was in the second, and Will Simpson had an RBI base hit to bring home Chris Lanzilli. Though the Wake Forest kid, Chris Lanzilli, was hoping to um, turn this parlay, this performance here on the Cape into a free agent contract with some professional ball club, is having some success hitting 300 in five games with two doubles, four runs batted in. He's doing not a bad job in the early going of uh, all of this here. And the Brewster starter, Brian Fitzpatrick, out of Rutgers, pitched extremely well. Four innings, one hit, one walk, he struck out six. He got into trouble in the fifth inning, and so the Whitecaps brought on Michael Prosecki with nobody out, and the bases loaded in the fifth. Chatham a chance to do some real damage, and Prosecki slams the door shut. He throws three and a third. He does give up a run later on in the game. He walked one, he struck out eight. He faced 12 batters, and he got eight of them out on strikeouts. He was remarkable. The one run for Chatham came across in the eighth inning. It was on an infield base hit by Lyle Miller-Green to make it a 3-1 to one game and bring home Dominic Temez, their catcher. And the final outs recorded by Dale Stanovich, who gets his fourth save of the summer and has an ERA of 0.75 and 20 strikeouts in 12 innings. Apparently, he's also from Rutgers, so apparently the uh, Brewster Whitecaps Rutgers staff is continuing to be most excellent. The Whitecaps 16, 8, and 2, and are 7 and 3 in their last 10 games. Chatham is still bringing up the rear in the East, 10, 15, and 3, but certainly some real talent on that team. Just, they're in a tough division and uh, are just 
having a bit of a tougher go of it than other teams in the East. Brewster's going to be at YD today, and Chatham is going to be hosting Bourne. We'll do the previews for those in a little bit. Let's talk about an interesting game that happened in Katuit. This was only a six-inning game, really a five-and-a-half-inning game. And a big part of the reason for that, well, there was a big, long, exciting lightning delay. Yes, a lightning delay happened in the bottom half of the fifth inning that uh, limited the game to only five-and-a-half innings. So this was uh, this is what happens when there's weather-affected games. All the teams that don't have lights on their fields are going to start moving their games a little bit earlier. Personally, I think that all these games should be starting at 4 o'clock instead of 5 o'clock, even in the early parts of the season, just because it would be really helpful to try and get as many of these games done in full as is possible, but you know, I, I don't really get to make those sorts of decisions. I can only lobby for what makes the most sense. But there was a 55-minute or pardon me, a 46-minute lightning delay in the fifth inning. There was some rain in it as well. This happened in the bottom half of the fifth inning when Carter Trice was up to bat, the second batter of the inning. They actually had to swap out pitchers because Mark Adamiak was sitting for so long that it didn't make sense to put him back out there. And when the game resumed, it piled on three more runs, and this is on top of the three runs they got in the third inning as well. So this was just a case of the Cavaliers had an offense going and their pitching was elite. Their starter Quinn Matthews from Stanford went four and a third, gave up three hits, one run, two walks, six Ks. He didn't actually end up getting the victory. I'm not sure why he didn't. Uh, the only other pitcher who threw was Harrison Cohen from George Washington and he threw uh, an inning in two-thirds, one walked one, he struck out one, he didn't give up a hit or a run. I guess the decision by the official score was that he was more effective in getting outs. I still would have given it to Matthews, but just, oh well, both you had two quality pitchers. Mark Adamiak from Arkansas started for Hyannis and got the loss. Four innings, four runs, five hits, three walks, one K. And the relief pitcher who came on limited the, um, limited the Cavaliers to two runs, unearned, actually. Um, it was Austin Wallace from University of Texas. Austin. It's really funny about him, actually. His first name is Austin. He is from Austin, Texas, and he plays at the University of Texas at Austin. That's really funny. Uh, he threw just one inning. He gave up two runs. Neither of them earned. He walked one. He didn't strike anybody out. So, you know, the weakest pitching performance there, but bizarre, bizarre circumstances. That Hyannis is at least used to being able to actually play a full game and not having it shortened up like this because, you know, Hyannis has lights on their field. I don't think Lowell Park will ever actually have lights on their field. I, I just also think that you, know, you kind of have to get used to that situation, and Katua will always be more used to it than Hyannis is. Okay, so we move over to a, another extremely well-pitched game. The Falmouth Commodores defeat the Yarmouth-Dennis Red Sox 2-0. There was one run scored in the second inning, for the Commodores. That came home on a Taylor Smith home run. So that's a pretty nice way of getting that going. And there was one run that came across in the fifth. That came home on a Doug Hodo base hit to score Cody Colden. Those were the only two runs of the entire game. The rest of the story, pitching. 
Uh, Mickey Tepper, the pitcher from Mississippi State, started this game. He threw five innings of one-hit one shutout baseball. He didn't strike a lot of guys out. He only struck out two guys. He's not a big strikeout pitcher. He's thrown nine innings across three appearances on the Cape. He's only struck out five people, so he makes people hit the ball and makes people put it into play and trusts his defense behind him. He was excellent. And each of the three pitchers who came on, Tepper, the first reliever, Charles Harrison from UCLA, and the second reliever who ended up getting the save, Casey Hunt, also from Mississippi State, all gave up one hit each. YD's offense was just able to do nothing against the uh, against the Commodores, and it's a tough loss for YD at a bad time for them to have a loss. They are now three games in the win column, two games in the loss column behind the Harwich Mariners, and they're starting to be on the real outside looking in as Harwich and Brewster are trying their best to separate themselves at the top of the division. Brewster and YD are going to play a home-and-home, and the Whitecaps have a shot to put the nail in YD's coffin this weekend. Uh, Adam Meyer is going to be starting the first game. He's from the University of British Columbia and from North Vancouver in British Columbia, so he'll be the scheduled YD starter. Hunter Pattison from Central Florida, who's been kind of converted into a starter recently, is going to be taking the bump for the Whitecaps at Red Wilson Field at 5 p.m. Meanwhile, Falmouth is scheduled to go to Ketuit, and these are the two teams who are currently in second and third place, respectively. Ketuit 12 and 14, Wareham 9, 14, and 4, as far as the points are concerned. Uh, pardon me, Falmouth 10, 13, and 2. I just read the, the Wareham record is 9, 14, and 4. Falmouth 10, 13, and 2. They've won their last two. They're 5 and 5 in their last 10 games. So, Ketuit. Has, is 4-6 and six in their last 10. Neither of these teams are really inspiring a lot of confidence down the stretch, but is, there's a chance that it's one of these two teams who ends up going on to the uh, Western Division Final and gives a chance to defeat Bourne in the playoffs, so uh, best of luck. By the way, speaking of Bourne, uh, they won again. I know, totally predictable, and they did something dramatic. Uh, they won it in a walk-off, which is... Um, Wow. That's just wow. So, and there was a rain delay in this one as well that lasted an hour and 23 minutes. But remember, they have lights on that field. So, this isn't a case of if there is a weather delay at Brewster YD or Katsuit, you are not playing a full baseball game. If there is a weather delay at any of the other fields, you have a chance to actually get a full game. And just because, you know, you have the flexibility of lights. This was a very exciting game between the Braves and the Firebirds. 4-3 ends up being the final, and both of the starting pitchers did an excellent job. Austin Parsley from North Carolina Greensboro started for the Braves. Five hits, a run, seven Ks, one walk in five innings. He certainly did his job. And the Orleans starter, Hayden Thomas from Texas A&M Corpus Christi, also five innings, one run, it was earned, 5K, 6 hits, 1 walk. The starting pitchers absolutely did their jobs and limited the opposition to pretty much nothing for the duration of the night. The one runs that came across early. Bourne got a run in the first on a double by Braylon Wimmer that brought home Christian Napsik. Orleans answered in the fourth inning. Ended up getting a home run by Tyler Locklear. Locklear, who had a pretty good game, two hits, one run batted in. Not the best day in that game, however, because Luke Keyshaw had four hits and five at-bats. 
He didn't score a run. He drove in one. He had the most consistent offensive game out of anyone. Peyton Chatonier also hit a home run later in this game and hit a double. That's quite a uh, enjoyable game for them. And the scoring became kind of back and forth. So we get into the seventh inning, and we actually see some runs coming across. Peyton Chatonier with a uh, with a single to bring home a run. They do catch Luke Keyshaw, who drove in the run on the base paths for an out, which is an unfortunate way for that to end up, but that is how that ends up. Joe Lamp comes home and scores on a bases-loaded walk to immediately tie the game. Bourne then gets a run in the bottom half of the eighth inning. Max Anderson with an RBI base hit to bring home Tanner Schobel. They have some other runners on base afterwards, but they don't do anything with it. Then in the ninth, Peyton Chatonier hits his home run, and we walk it off in the bottom half of the ninth inning. Peter Burns with an RBI base hit to bring home Joe Lamp and give the Braves a win. Burns, the catcher from Reading, Massachusetts, and from Boston College, only hitting 184, but that's one of the crazy things about this Bourne team. You put anybody up to the plate, and they're competent in these clutch situations. The win, and actually this is a game where you can't award wins to the starters. You have to award wins and losses to the bullpen guys. So the win ends up going to Eric Adler from Wake Forest from Melbourne, Florida. I don't know if they actually pronounce Melbourne, Florida the way that they do the city in Australia. Uh, let's see. He ends up getting his second win of the season. He's, of course, he's a relief pitcher. He's not a starter. He's thrown 12 and a third innings. He has six saves on the season. They have an outstanding back end of the bullpen. If you're facing Eric Adler late in the game, you've got some real trouble. And actually, in his most recent affair, this was the first earned run that he had given up all season. Yeah, he gave up one run on two hits. He faced seven batters. He struck out two of them. He walked one. And this was the first time that any team had scored a run against him. He still ended up getting the victory in this game. Meanwhile, the loss ends up going to Nick Wallerstad from Arizona State. Not a bad performance. An inning and a third, two hits, a run, three walks in the K. You'd like to limit the walks, but the most part, that's not that bad. Just kind of a ill-timed loss, but... All losses are ill-timed. Orleans 10-11-4, and Bourne 20 wins, 3 losses, and 3 ties. That's amazing. The Bourne Braves are absolutely the best team on Cape, and it's... Wow. Every single way you possibly can win a game, they have found ways to win games. It's just incredible what they have been able to do this summer, and they are in the mold of they are going for it and trying to win a championship this summer. It'll be... If they do... It'll be one of the greatest seasons that the Cape League has ever seen. But, you know, there is a long way to get to there first. So, uh, congratulations to the Braves on another well-earned victory. And we wrap up our look around the league with one final game. The Harwich Mariners defeat the Wareham Gatemen 5-2 at Spillane Field. This was a case of the starting pitcher did a very good job for the uh, Mariners, Spencer Geesling from North Carolina, Charlotte, through four innings, gave up four hits, walked one, he struck out six, so that was, he did his job for the most part, he kept the gate men off the board, the first relief pitcher who came on, uh, Nick Stewart, from James Madison, made his debut and didn't have a great go of it, an inning in two-thirds, five hits, two runs, struck out three, he walked one, and uh, they ended up tying the game 2-2 two to two with single runs in the 5th and in the 6th, which is just kind of a tough way for that to go. The 
Tommy Choi with an RBI to bring home Cade Fergus on a ground out in the fifth inning and in the sixth. Kellum Clark with a single to bring home Jimmy Crooks to tie the game. The two Harwich runs came home in the first inning. Tatum Levin scored on a wild pitch, and Brock Wilkins scored on a infield single by Josh Hood. That's how they got their first two runs. And the Wareham starter Jack Noble from Long Beach State didn't have a very good start to this game. Only an inning and two-thirds. He faced 12 batters. He walked four of them. He struck out five. He gave up two hits and two runs. So it fell into a bit of a hole, and it's a great relief performance by Blake Sodersten from Cal State Northridge from Clovis, California. Four and a third innings, two hits, no runs, no walks, and he struck out three. That's a great performance, and he kept this team in the game. But then we got to the seventh inning, and Christopher Barraza from Arizona made his debut, and he only lasted an inning. He gave up four hits, three runs, only two of them earned. He walked one, he struck out one, and eight batters faced that's just kind of tough. And so the uh, he ends up getting the loss on the game and ends up giving up the three runs, one in the seventh and two in the eighth for Harwich, which is just a tough way for that to end. Hood scored, pardon me, Press Kavanaugh scored on a passed ball with Josh Hood at the plate. That is the unearned run. Then in the eighth, Dylan Phillips with a home run to lead off the inning on the second pitch thrown in the inning. And Jordan Beck scores on a single by Zach Preisner to make it 5-2. to two. And that ends up being the final because Matthew Pushard from the University of Maine, making his second appearance of the summer, throws three and a third innings, gives up one hit, walks one, strikes out five, does not give up a one. He's from Brewer, Maine, and secures the victory. He is awarded the W for his performance. This is a case of Harwich had enough going, had an opportunistic offense, and had the pitching to nail down the gate men. Harwich is 14-8-4. They have two more ties than do the Whitecaps. They have the same number of losses and two fewer wins. It does seem at this time as though the Harwich Mariners and Brewster Whitecaps are separating themselves from the rest of the East. We're going to get a matchup between Harwich and Brewster on Monday at White House Field, which will be the game of the day. Uh, meanwhile, the Wareham Gatemen fall to 9-14-4, and, and they are starting to run out of daylight. So here's the full slate of matchups. Again, as I mentioned earlier, Brewster is at YD, Falmouth is at Gatuit, Hyannis is at Harwich, Bo Keithley is the probable starter for the Mariners. I don't know who the Harbor Hawks probable is. Bourne is going to be at Chatham. Tanner Witt is going to take the bump for the Chatham A's out of Texas. Meanwhile, the scheduled born starter is Michael Sansone from Fairfield, who has been just magnificent. Three wins in four games, has struck out 17 and 18 innings, and he has an ERA of one. He's been excellent for the Braves. And the last game is Wareham at Orleans. I don't have a probable for Wareham. Max Rajek is the probable for the uh, Orleans Firebirds. Those are your games from yesterday. That is your preview for the upcoming day today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Cape League Roundup. I'm Chris Lynch. We hope you enjoy yourselves with us. Get outside, enjoy some sun, and enjoy some baseball.